The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the Webster Rockio Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. We're going to be talking to Lee Jordan here in a second. Matter of fact, the second is over. Lee, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. <laughs> it's a quick second. <laughs> Lee Jordan's on the line. <laughs> it was literally. Yeah, we, we don't waste <laughs> really any time here in St. Louis. We're just, uh, right. we're just right on top of things. Lee is the Midwest and State Director for the National Juneteenth Observation, Observance Foundation, the NJOF. And want to welcome you, Lee. We had a conversation, a couple conversations, and, you know, happy Juneteenth Day to you. Well, thank you, thank you. And, and for those of us that also know it by other names, such as Freedom Day, Emancipation Day, Juneteenth, all of those, as we say, all things Juneteenth and there above and below. There you go. Hey, give us, uh, give us an overview from your perspective as the uh, Midwest Director for the National Observance Foundation. Give us an overview of the meaning of Juneteenth, some background and uh, what things have developed, uh, celebrations, etc. If you if you wouldn't mind. Well, what I can do is I can kind of give uh, a conversation of what kind of goes on here in Minnesota and, uh, in, and uh, like I say, across the United States. Number one, the, the celebration is... Uh, the celebration of the end of slavery uh, in, in America. Basically, uh, as we know, with the Emancipation Proclamation, it took two and a half years you know, after that for a lot of the um, states to free their slaves. So that you know, it wasn't just like that. It took, you know, it took a little while. And Juneteenth basically is uh, the celebration of the end of slavery. Uh, and because of let's say, for instance, migrations to the south, you know, from the north to the south, the celebration kind of went along with those slaves that were, you know, decided to leave the south for, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, and so Juneteenth kind of became a very, very important day within the culture. It became a very, very important day within American history. And as I tell people all the time, when we talk, uh, as people of uh, African American people, when we talk about our history, it's not Black history. It's not African American history. It is American history. That's that's a perspective I've not heard, and I appreciate that. It is yeah. it is something we. Matter of fact, in the first hour, we were talking about Confederate monuments and memorials and uh, why they were put up and why they uh, at the times that they were put up. And and how that there was there's such a fervor about you know taking them down and uh, why that should happen, and this particular celebration today, which is just the first time we've actually had the show on on the actual day, uh, is, is celebrated now I think more widely and is more widely known because of uh, what President Trump has has done recently and in wanting to have a rally on Juneteenth down in Tulsa. And that has been changed, but I, that really brought a, a more of a national prominence. Uh, is, is that your perspective? Well, let's just say it, it became a little more aware to a few more people. Because, first of all, we've been celebrating Juneteenth for 155 years. Wow. So, 
Uh, it's important enough to know that uh, wow, that it's taken more than just uh, a comment, you know, to bring Juneteenth awareness. But it, 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 I will admit that it has brought a, a, a higher consciousness of the of the celebration in itself. Yeah. I'd say a higher so consciousness I, I, of white people. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd say a higher consciousness of people, period, to understand exactly Juneteenth is a celebration of freedom. You know, and, and America started with a, a fight for freedom. So it is, it, it's kind of interesting to me that we have Juneteenth uh, on the 19th of June, and then a few weeks later we happen to have the 4th of July. And yet, right. somehow, those two you know uh, uh, celebrations have been kept separate, but they're both you know fights for freedom. So why can't there be kind of like this continuous you know uh, celebration from one into the other, saying we are the United States and we celebrate you know uh, our fight for freedom, no matter where that you know where it's fought, it's still a fight for freedom and the importance of freedom in America. Excellent point. Excellent well point. Said. Well said. Yeah. Now, prior prior to COVID, because uh, I'll I'll ask you about celebrations during COVID and and things like that. But prior to this year, how have how has Juneteenth been celebrated uh, around uh, your state and around the states of the Midwest? What are some of the celebrations? What do they look like? Well, traditionally, you know, uh, because. Well, before COVID, we would sell them, you know, we would come together in, in parks and and and, and the large arenas and so forth, just to uh, continue the story, you know, of the contributions of African American people to America, yeah, and our contributions. Period. And so, with COVID, we we couldn't quite do the gathering because of social distancing. So, uh, the National Juneteenth decided that we would do virtual Juneteenths. And, and so a lot of the, the a lot of the other Juneteenth celebrations were figuring out how and what that was going to look like. And then in the meantime of all of that, then there's been some restrictions lifted. So there are you know there are quite a few celebrations going on, either uh, smaller gatherings and so forth and so on. But still, Juneteenth is celebrated. Either in, in individually in homes, uh, in, in in parks, we're doing caravans instead of parades, yeah, uh, so that people can still you know celebrate the idea of freedom the best way that they can while remaining safe, you know, uh, during this pandemic. You know, I I found it interesting that this occurred in Texas, and Texas has the most Confederate monuments of any state in the union, but it also was the first state to declare Juneteenth an official state holiday. And many states have got on board with that. I know that the uh, National Juneteenth Observance Foundation is working to have it declared a national holiday. And yes, I, there, uh, that's, that's the effort. You know, and what, what can people to do to, to help that effort, Lee? Um, go to njof.org, yeah, and there's a petition to be signed. Uh, you can also go to, there's a Facebook page that I created called Juneteenth Speaks, you know, 
um, that there's also the petition is listed there so that we can get the signatures uh, needed to uh, to move this forward. And just the idea of maybe if you are doing something in your home on, for Juneteenth, just take a picture of it and put it on your page and say, hey, we're celebrating Juneteenth. Uh, why aren't you? You know, just the smallest things that right. can be done to let people know that this is not just, as I said, it's not just an African-American holiday. It's a holiday or a celebration for people who believe in freedom. Now, as I mentioned... What was that uh, email... Our- what was the website again, please? I, I was uh, having trouble grabbing it. NJOF.org. NJOF.org. Okay. Dot org. Okay, great. All right. I know that um, there are a, um, we talked about this last night, a variety of states. Again, uh, St. Louis, matter of fact, St. Louis City and County have recognized Juneteenth Uh, I know next year it will be an official holiday in the city of St. Louis, but it has been acknowledged by the mayor and the county executive here in the St. Louis area as a a day of celebration. I know it's an official holiday next year. That that was was reading that because all city workers are going to get off and they're going to get paid. So that makes it an official holiday, I presume. That makes it. (laughs) And uh, now... And, and and even with the the companies that have you know um, May Juneteenth you know, uh, like Nike and, and so forth and so on, um, that's that's really amazing and wonderful and, and appreciated and, and and understood. But once again, understanding that at the at the bottom of all of this, we need to talk about freedom and what that means here in America. For all, not just the majority, but all, and and to me that is one of the messages of Juneteenth that I I believe in. And the other one is history. We we can't uh, to borrow something that my mother used to say. We can't sugarcoat it. You know, we have to actually be able to talk openly and honestly. You know, about the events that have occurred. You know, and seem to continue to. Uh, to happen, and what that means not only to you know the cultures that are involved, or, 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 or but to all. And if you if you hurt one, you hurt us all. So why can't we kind of think along those lines and and not actually be so separate? Uh, and I don't know if I can do this, but it's probably too late now to ask permission. There's a song by the Staple Singers that says, "It's time we build bridges." to the walls and i truly truly believe that it's time for more bridges than there are walls no that's that's mm-hmm. good i i like that matter of fact yeah. I'm, I'm looking that song up right now as we're talking to staple singers there it is bridges instead of walls we're gonna have to play that uh sometime here I, what do you remember about growing up and celebrating juneteenth you know the thing of it is, is that i'm originally from arizona and my uh, my dad is from Arkansas, and my mother's from Oklahoma, and I don't really remember celebrating Juneteenth so much, and I and 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 there whatever that reason was, but when I heard the story from Etha Robinson, who says that the tea cake is the uh, one of the desserts of Juneteenth, and that it's older than the Oreo, 
and and the fact that I remember my grandmother whenever we would <laughs> take trips, yeah, she would have this, you know, these. She would make the tea cakes. So until I heard that story, mm-hmm. I really didn't connect it. And then once I did, then I started doing more research and realized there are so many things that um, that are a beautiful part of the celebration itself. And and now I'm just waiting to you know figure out my with uh, like I said I'll, I'll contact Ethan and, and get her uh, her uh, tea cake recipe and, and and make a batch for myself. I did read that somewhere about the tea cakes, and I, I was kind of curious about that. And I'm curious, do you know, I, and I'm on the uh, Juneteenth.com website right now, and it says that there's you know a lot of uh, festivities and food and barbecuing and prayer services, and certain foods became popular and synonymous with Juneteenth, such as strawberry soda pop. Do you know that linkage? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, actually, uh, on, on the uh, Juneteenth Speaks page, there is an article that a young woman wrote uh, that talks about that history. And uh, and I just did, uh, well, a few years back, uh, as a red soda salute, because in different regions it could be, you know, be different. It could be a, a red cream soda. It could be a strawberry soda. You know. So it's just more the color red. Yeah. Uh, is, is synonymous with the blood uh, of our people okay. and what has been said. So uh, there's, like I said, there's just so much to our history that it's amazing to me. And I'm the kind of person that I, I'm like honored that I become that I am here because of the sacrifices of some of my ancestors. Yeah, and I don't believe personally, and like I said, this is my opinion. I don't see my family as the victims of slavery. I see my family as the survivors of slavery. Mm. And because of that, I have a strength that's in me that keeps me going day in and day out. Yeah, that sometimes I don't know where it comes from, but I know it's there. And it's because of the ancestors and the, and the history of my family that I do have something that I can tap into. Yeah, that's a great statement. That's a great statement that, you know, there is, there's that history there. You're tapping into it. You're survivors of, of what happened and a uh, celebration of freedom. And uh, it's those kinds of stories, Lee, that I think we need to continue to hear and, and hear the personal side, because I know many times, you know, we might recite the, you know, this is what Juneteenth was about, and I, I've read General Granger's uh, uh, statement, uh, his General Order Number 3 before on the air, and explain that, but when it's personalized with people, kind of like you talked about in Arizona and how you really grew to appreciate the celebration and what it meant, th- those, are, those are things that are valuable to me. Like each story that is told is a bigger piece of a puzzle, and until we start to have conversations about you know this that or as my dad would say this that and the other you know that we don't realize how beautiful you know this this puzzle is, but that also how many pieces are still missing, and until we start mm-hmm. to talk about it, we'll never really see the whole picture. 
And to me, that's right. what, you know, a part of Juneteenth is about, is coming together to share those stories and to share the, you know, the history that is ours to share along with everyone else is bringing their pieces together, then we really are the United States, period. That's true. Now, can you stay over the break? Uh, can you stay over? Are you able to do sure. that? Okay, because yes, we I'll be more than happy to. We we are we have such a gifted uh, engineer here in the studio. He's actually queued up the Staple Singers, uh, "Bridges Not Walls," and we're going to <laughs> close out this state this segment. Uh, and so you okay. you sit back, Lee, and and enjoy this. And would like for our listeners out in listener land, if you want to pull up the lyrics, the lyrics are great for this song. Uh, Chris is going to play that one here.
Yeah, you've been listening to the Staple Singers, Bridges Instead of Walls, and that was a 1973 release. That was a good year, wasn't it, Lee? Oh, well, yes. Uh, 1975 as well, too, because that's when I graduated from high school. Okay. And uh, <laughs> 1973, trust me, I'm, uh, I'm a little long in the tooth, but uh, I've got a few stories to tell, and I believe that it's important. And that's, as she says, uh, it's time we build bridges instead of walls. And I, I love that song because it's, it's part of, you know, you have so many platforms you can stand on, you know, but that's one of the platforms that I stand on, that it's more important to build, you know, build bridges instead of walls. I believe that. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I love the, the lyrics. Too long we've been isolated. It's time we communicated. Together yeah. we stand, divided with all. Let's get to know each other better. And no doubt we'll scream aloud. You know, at time to find the yeah. words with the other guy. He's all right. You know, what, what great words. Uh, you know, and we're, we're not uh, that much older than you. You know, Mark and I went to high school together. We're class of 74, so... I know. Oh. I know. When he said 75, I went, I think I would graduate a few years before that, but that's okay. <laughs> Not too many years before 75. Well, when we come back... Well, the, go ahead, Lee. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying, uh, yes, once again, many good years between then, there, and now. Mm-hmm. When we come back... I, I love your, uh, your very positive outlook on everything, Lee. It's just uh, refreshing to hear. And thank you. Oh, you should meet my grandpa. Well, I wish you could have met my grandpa because uh, <laughs> I kind of got it from him. And once I met him, I realized yeah. it's like, wow, talk yeah. about a chip off the old block. <laughs> well, it's a great trait to have. It's a great trait to have. It is. Really. It's wonderful. Beautiful. It's a beautiful trait. Yeah. Now, when we get back, I want to uh, talk about how you and I made a connection in, in talking about this and getting you on the show. It was kind of a roundabout way, but it involved a flag. And I'm sure there's not a lot of people out there. Maybe Mark might know this, and maybe Chris may know this, that there is a Juneteenth flag. I didn't know that. Yes, there so, is. So we're going to talk no. about that. That was the no. link in which Lee Never and I knew. connected. So that's, that's what we've got going on. <laughs> You're listening to Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune show which is recorded weekly at the studios of KWRH 92.9 FM in St. Louis, Missouri. And welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. We're glad that you joined us. We've been talking to Lee Jordan. Lee is the Midwestern State Director for the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation. And that that website, folks, and I did look this up, Lee, it is Juneteenth.com. Excuse me. Uh, uh, Nas- excuse me. NationalJuneteenth.com. NationalJuneteenth.com. So unless I'm uh, unless I'm half baked, which uh, some of my family may say, yeah, you're all the way baked. But uh, check that out. <laughs> National Juneteenth Observance <laughs> Foundation. And before the break, we were talking about how Lee and I actually uh, got acquainted. And I will admit that I didn't know there was a Juneteenth flag also. I knew about the 
the uh, celebration, and I knew about a lot of different things like that. And I saw the flag, and I was, wow, wow, that's very, very interesting. And so I started to do some of my rabbit trail research, which I'm I'm known to do and get off on uh, different tangents. And I actually found the name of uh, uh, L.J. Graff, Lisa Graff, who kind of put the flag together. And I called her, and she said, well, you really don't need to talk to me. I was just kind of the artist that kind of put all the ideas together. And she did the final design. She said, you need to talk to Boston Ben Haith. And I tried to reach out to Boston Ben, and we'd never made some connections. And that led me to Lee. And, Lee, can you tell us a little bit about the Juneteenth flag? Because I saw one of the videos, and you had your Juneteenth flag behind you there. Well, yeah, uh, the one thing that I can say about the flag that's just beautiful to me is the fact that working with the, the colors of red, white, and blue and uh, the idea of the story of Texas, you know, the, the, the new horizon, uh, and, and, and how everything just, um, just looks beautiful. You know, it, it, and, and it tells a story within itself that, you know, the fact that that, that star you know, could also represent the North Star, which was used through an underground railroad, you know, so they wouldn't get lost. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many ways to look at that flag and, and know, you know, there's some history there that's just not spoken, but it's there. The, how the red actually stands for the blood, once again, uh, of, of, of our people that have shared, here in, uh, shared it here in America. So the flag itself, yes, there are, there's so many uh, levels and, and beauty and, and history and, and more just in, just in the flag itself. You know, that's a, a great statement because when you can see so much symbolism in that particular design, it's truly done well because it, it does represent a variety of things, and it's, it's very, very simple. It's very, very simple. And folks, if you have not seen the the Juneteenth flag, just Google that. And and once again, you can go to Juneteenth Speaks, and it's there, too. And one of the things that I'd like to point out is the fact, when we talk about June 19th, and, you know, there are quite a few events that occurred during the 19th of of June through uh, starting from 1862, you know, with the... uh, Slavery, yeah, slavery being outlawed in the U.S. territories. Uh, in June 19, 1983, Pennsylvania uh, abolished uh, 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 society of enforcing uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. And if you go further down, in 1964, the Civil Rights Act, uh, the uh, 83-day uh, filibuster happened on the June 19th. And then the uh, poor, the Poor People's March campaign uh, in Washington D.C. also happened on June 19th. So there are so many uh, no events idea. that are connected with, you know, the 19th of June, including General Granger's issuing, you know, and reading of General Order Number Three. Well, and, th- and thank you for bringing those no up because that really puts history in in a much. Uh, larger perspective, that there's a focus, there's a focal point, and it all points towards freedom. 
it point it points towards yep. recognition of of the freedom that everyone should enjoy and that even though there there is not that economic freedom and many times that uh justice freedom or other kinds of freedoms that uh we we've seen differences especially recently that it is for everyone and i understand why those were on those particular days frankly from what you what you've just said especially uh the marches that makes perfect sense oh yeah so it it the 19th of June, it's just like more than just, like I said, the, the one event, you know, it uh, added up to, you know, the story of freedom. And um, and what's, what's, what's wonderful for me is the fact that, as, as I said before, being born in 1956, on the day that I was born, you know, in the time of the month that I was born, was the end of the bus boycott. Mm. So I happen to be a bit of a landmark, you know, in, in American history myself, just by being born in 1956, huh. and I'm 67 years old. So that's really not that long ago. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing what a lifetime. Uh, when we look at when I look at history, sometimes I look at it as a lifetime, like my yeah. lifetime, my my mom and dad's lifetime, like my dad's lifetime when he fought in World War II, my grandmother's lifetime, the changes that, and my grandmother, they had no cars, you know, and I knew her, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I hope I hope we've made some good things happen during our lifetime. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my, yeah. yeah. I, and I think we've that- made made want things that are really going to stick and change you know change our, our world as we know it good good changes you know well as the song says there have been you know uh, bridges that have been built yeah but we need more yeah oh we yes. need more bridges oh so many more and and to, and like i said that's why that song is so important to me is that i do my best every day to bring whatever i can you know to you know to mend you know to mend or make bridges where I'm at and the things that I do and the important things for me. And as a filmmaker here in, in, the, in the cities as well, I, I just want to add my voice to you know, the stories that uh, have not been told or haven't been told fully to the point where everybody should be able to understand that, like I said before, we're not talking about you know, African-American history, we're talking about American history. And, and Lee, I think uh, it's a good point. Everyone should re- keep in mind and remember that you can make a difference, even though you think, "Oh, the little little thing I did here or there really isn't going to make a difference in the whole scheme of things." But it re- it really does. I think you you talked about it earlier. It's a puzzle, and it takes a lot of pieces of that puzzle to 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 see exactly what we have as a nation uh, to really see the the nation itself. So. Um, you know, any little thing anybody can do, any any bit Absolutely. of kindness, uh, you know, and what George Love did when he gave his day. life yeah. on that street, I mean, holy smokes, what what a change he made. So everyone can make a change. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. You know, totally. Yeah. And we so all people should really try to, yeah, people should try to make those changes, you know, consciously try kindness you know it really it may sound corny but it really it really is important you know 
No, I definitely believe, uh, like I said, I'm I'm a music person. So yeah, and if if there's anyone, uh, just the one song that you played, there are other songs that they've written as well too, that uh, also talk that same message. Yeah, uh, how important it is to show more love and respect. Yeah, than it does to show hatred and and and, and malice. So, you know, I, as I look at the the lyrics. And you mentioned, Lee, about, you know, building bridges. To build bridges, you need bridge builders. And yep. some people can, you know, do different kinds of work because bridges are made up of a variety of materials and construction methods. And, you know, one person just may lay one stone down, but that may be the part that they do. And one person may be writing publicity for the bridge. Or one person may be the first one to walk across the bridge, or someone may be the first one to dig a shovel to lay the foundation for the bridge, but there have to be people to build the bridge. They just are not built by themselves. So I thought nope. that, that was a very good point you made. Well, we, well like I said, uh, I grew up in a, and to me, I grew up in a wonderful time, you know, uh, where th- the world was changing for, you know, for the good. And, uh, and yes, I did run up against a few walls, you know, but mostly uh, came across bridges. And some of those bridges, I'm still friends with them. I've known, we've known each other since first and second grade, and we're still together. Mm. Still friends, call each other brothers, uh, simply because we grew up side by side. Mm-hmm. I think Mark and I had very similar uh, experiences growing up that you had. True. Nope. So there's so much more to, you know, the, the, let's say the biggest room there is is the room for improvement. Well, yes, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that goes without saying. But every little, as you said, every little bit that somebody does, every little bit that you do, every little bit of kindness, every little bit of, of humanity, every little bit of, of just playing good old common sense, you know, <laughs> would uh, help make those bridges come, you know, get built a little quicker. Well, Lee, I greatly appreciate the time you've taken out of your day and out of the celebration to speak with us. Uh, We've been speaking with Lee Jordan, Midwest and State Director for the National Juneteenth Observation Foundation. And uh, he has a a Facebook page, Juneteenth Speaks, and encourage you to go there and sign the petition to help make Juneteenth a national holiday. Lee, it's been great to have you on. Let's let's stay in touch, sir. Thank you very much. And if you need me, Lee. All the way. Go ahead. We, we will. Lee, thank you uh, so much for the work you're doing, too. Really, really means a lot. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Okay. You bet. Take care, All sir. Right.